0: Ha 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 ha!
1: would like to welcome you to the very last show on the year 2019. Yes, this is it. And uh, then we jump over to the next decade, the next year, all that kind of stuff. We have uh, quite a show lined up uh, this evening. Of course, we have all kinds of uh, different varieties of music to play we 're not really going to do um, um, i 've never really been into this uh, and this is a personal thing uh, end of the decade, the best of uh, all this kind of stuff there 's enough of that on um, on radio and television newspapers, etc, and the media and uh, um, that sort of thing so That's not going to be the premise of this show, but I will tell you what it is. It is THE Jazz Show, and my name's Gavin Walker. And as I mentioned before, we have a lot of uh, wonderful music to play for you this evening, including our nice, relaxed, easygoing, but really fine musical jazz feature. We're also going to pay a tribute to a great musician who has just recently departed. He's uh, legendary. His name is Jack Sheldon. Jack Sheldon was a master trumpet player uh, with his very, very distinctive style, mostly associated um, with uh, Los Angeles-style jazz music. Uh, He's based on the West Coast. Jack was uh, an all-around person. He was an athlete, a very good one. Uh, He was also an actor um, and a singer, a composer of funny songs, and a comedian that would uh, have you on the floor and in pain (laughs) from laughing so much. Um, He was quite an amazing uh, personality. So many aspects to Jack, but we're going to focus, of course, on his uh, magnificent trumpet playing in a a special feature later on on the show commemorating the memory of Jack Sheldon. He passed away. He was 88 years old, had a good life, um, and he passed away on December 27th, um, to the best of my knowledge. And uh, we'll pay tribute to Jack Sheldon and tell you a little bit about him. Uh, and play some of his music later on. But we're going to get to the jazz feature right now. And this is an album by the great tenor saxophonist, who you hear on our theme song, Gene Ammons. Um, Gene Ammons was born in Chicago, April fourteenth, 1925. And he was only 49 when he passed away, August 6, 1974, in his hometown, died of bone cancer, and uh, we lost one of the great voices of the tenor saxophone. Gene Ammons was really noted for his sound on the instrument, first and foremost. And th- this was emphasized. He was the son of um, the famed boogie-woogie pianist Albert Ammons. And uh, Gene, of course, as a young man, was exposed to jazz, uh, <laughs> with his dad being who he was. And um Decided that he liked the look, and the feel of the saxophone, and he was uh, he was given one, and he began to study and and play it, and his dad the first thing he said you got to get a sound, I don't care how fast you can play or how many notes you can play, if you don't have a sound, you ain't nothing, boy, and uh, that was embedded in Gene's mind, uh, right from the get-go, and he developed uh, one of the most uh, personal and soulful sounds that you're ever going to hear come out of the tenor saxophone. Gene Ammons uh, in the early 40s became a star in jazz. He joined the famed and legendary Billy Eckstein band. He was in that band from 1944 to 1947 and featured uh, in, in that band. And He really made history and, and of course, began recording some stuff under his own name. Uh, Then he toured um, with Woody Herman. He was a star in Woody's band. He actually took Stan Getz's place in Woody Herman's band. Talk about a contrast in in sounds. But uh, he was featured there. And and after his uh, tenure with Woody Herman, he hooked up with his buddy, And his best friend, Sonny Stitt, who just loved Gene, and they formed a tenor saxophone tag team match, one of the best of all the two tenor uh, bands that came out. And um, they toured the country after that uh, and began recording, of course, um, under his own name and also with Sonny Stitt. And over the years, um, even though they, their initial uh, relationship, uh, they moved on after a couple of years of, uh, of, of touring. Um, Gene moved back to Chicago and then Stitt uh, went out on his own. And, um, but they reunited uh, several times over their careers, and, and once they reunited, they toured and, and recorded. So, the Gene Ammons, Sonny Stitt tag team match was, uh, there's various uh, editions of that over the years. So, um, Gene was basically settled in his hometown. He was working all the time there. He formed uh, his own band in in, uh, Chicago, and he signed with um, Prestige Records, and he became a favorite of Bob Weinstock. Bob Weinstock was the honcho, the head honcho of prestige records. And he took a real liking to Gene, uh, not only as a person, as someone who is very honest and forthright, uh, but as a musician. He really admired what Gene accomplished in music. And he was uh, uh, probably Gene's biggest backer. And uh, later on, when the LP... The long-playing record uh, came to prominence in the mid '50s. Uh, of course, uh, recording was was just booming uh, by that time, and especially jazz recording. It was so it was so nice to to uh, with the LP record and the longer playing time. Um, jazz artists weren't weren't restricted to uh, playing three-minute pieces. They could uh, uh, record. 10-minute pieces, 12-minute pieces, et cetera, whole sides. And um, Weinstock, uh, of course, was right in the middle of that with, uh, with Prestige Records, and he decided that uh, something he wanted to do with Gene Ammons was to bring him in from Chicago to New York and uh, record Gene with some of the best New York musicians and they did this over the years, and these records by Gene, they were uh, known as the Gene Ammon's Jam Session albums because basically they were jam sessions. There's very little planning um, and, and very little preparation, but all of these records were really good, and uh, we're going to play one of them uh, this evening. Weinstock would fly... See, the the problem with Gene Ammons, he had run into some legal problems, and he wasn't allowed to work in New York because he didn't have the proper papers. You had to have a cabaret card, which you had to go through the police station, fingerprints, all that kind of nonsense. They wiped that out uh, in the 60s, but it was really awful on, on a lot of artists. So that meant that Gene could not work in any of the clubs that served alcohol in New York City. So, uh, what Bob Weinstock would do for these jam session records, he would pay for the flight, fly Gene in. He'd, of course, phone him and say, who would you like to play with? Uh, and Gene would give him a list of musicians. Weinstock would say, yeah, we can get all these guys together, and uh, we'll fly you in, and we'll do the, the, uh, the recording date um, on this particular date and, uh, and fly you back home again. And and that was fine with Gene Ammons. And this happened over a period of years. So we're going to go back to this particular recording session, which took place in early 1956. As a matter of fact, April 23rd, just a few days after uh, Gene Ammons' birthday. Um, and they flew Gene in, uh, and the musicians were all to meet at... Uh, the Prestige Records office in New York City. They were going to pile into a couple of cars, go through the tunnel over to Hackensack, New Jersey, to Rudy Van Gelder's studio, and record. That's basically what uh, how, how this all came about, this particular recording date. So the people involved here, um, on trumpet, wonderful very individual-sounding art farmer on trumpet. Very, very personal style. And he's quite wonderful on this album. And one of Gene's favorites uh, that he liked and he wanted on these record dates was a young saxophone player who was emerging as one of the most important voices of the alto saxophone, the one and only Jackie McLean. So Jackie's on the date. Art Farmer on trumpet, Jackie McLean on alto saxophone. On bass is Art Farmer's twin brother, Addison. On drums is the great New York drummer, Arthur Taylor. And on conga drums, the great Candido Camero. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Gene Ammons on tenor saxophone. Now, I didn't mention the piano player because he was a last-minute substitute for the date. When they all met at the prestige office, the original piano player, I'm not sure who it was, uh, had wandered off. <laughs> and time was a-wasting, and uh, everybody was getting a little bit antsy, uh, and the piano player actually didn't show up. So someone said, well, um, let's call this guy, and they called Freddie Red. His phone didn't, this was before answering machines. Uh, There was no answer. They phoned a a couple of other piano players. Um, They didn't answer. And someone said, well, Duke Jordan, a great piano player who played with Charlie Parker, he lives about four blocks from here. Let's go up and see if he's at home. And they went. (laughs) So a couple of the guys went up uh, to Duke Jordan's place, went up to his apartment, banged on the door. Duke was still in bed. And uh, they got him out of bed and said, You want to do a record date? And and he said, Yeah, just give me 10 minutes. I'll get my pants on and everything. And and I'll, yeah, okay, no problem. Well, meet us at the prestige office. Okay. So that's what happened. So the piano player is the great Duke Jordan. (laughs) And that's how this date uh, um, began. And then they all made the trek out to Van Gelder's recording studio. And recorded this marvelous album in about two hours. Uh, It was all over, and it's, I guarantee, it's a minor classic. It's a wonderful album. So the people involved, once again, Gene Ammons on tenor saxophone, the leader, Art Farmer on trumpet, Jackie McLean on alto saxophone, Duke Jordan on piano, Addison Farmer on bass, Arthur Taylor on drums, and Candido Camaro on conga drums. There's only four tunes on this date. The first one is the title track of this album. It's called The Happy Blues, and it was written by Art Farmer. And it's a great little blues riff and starts the whole date off in a nice, relaxed manner. The second tune is called The Great Lie, and that's a tune that Gene Ammons played in Woody Herman's band and um, there's a recording of that. And Art Farmer suggested uh, to Gene that they do the tune, and he taught the tune uh, quickly to the rest of the band. And um, they do a great version of The Great Live. That's tune number two. Then uh, the next tune is an old standard, and it's called Can't We Be Friends? And uh, that's a nice, relaxed version of that tune. The final tune is uh, an up-tempo thing. most exciting track on the album is the final tune. It's written by Jackie McLean, and it's a, a variation on the chord progressions of what is this thing called love, and Jackie called it Madhouse, and that's the, that's the tune. So we're going to hear the happy blues, the great lie, can't we be friends, and Madhouse. And this is our jazz feature this evening. The great Gene Ammons and company. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this. Our jazz feature this evening, an album by the great tenor saxophonist Gene Ammons, and this was one of a series of uh, jam session type albums that he did for Prestige Records back in the mid '50s. And this one was called The Happy Blues, and it featured, of course, the powerhouse tenor saxophone work of Gene Ammons, and. On alto saxophone, one of his favorites, and uh, he always, he used um, Jackie McLean on a lot of recording dates. Jackie McLean, of course, on alto saxophone, another powerful voice. And on trumpet, the very original and wonderful Art Farmer, originally from Council Bluffs, Iowa, yeah. And his brother, twin brother, Addison Farmer on bass. And we heard Duke Jordan on piano, Arthur Taylor always swinging on drums, and, of course, the great Conguero from Cuba, Candido Camero. And we heard uh, four tunes from this album. We heard the title track, written by Art Farmer, and it opened things in a nice, relaxed, bluesy manner, and it was called, of course, The Happy Blues. The second tune was called The Great Lie, and that was a tune that Gene Ammons uh, was featured on when he played in the late 40s and early 50s uh, with Woody Herman's band. And he was featured on that and a lot of other tunes, but uh, The Great Lie was one of his specialties. And Art Farmer on this recording session suggested to Gene, why don't you do that tune? And uh, Gene taught the tune to the rest of the band, and they recorded it. Tune number three was an old standard written in 1929 for some obscure movie. Great little tune, and it was uh, given a a nice, very relaxed treatment and uh, a leisurely treatment. The tune was called Can't We Be Friends? And the final tune was written by alto saxophonist Jackie McLean, and it was based on Cole Porter's Uh, anthem what is this thing called love and jackie mclean called his composition madhouse and that featured some great exchanges between everybody in the band and of course all driven along by the two drummers arthur taylor and candido camaro so that's the contents of this uh, album some very very fine music with a minimum amount of preparation of course as I mentioned before, um, the head honcho of Prestige Records would fly Gene Ammons in um, as legal issues uh, interfered. He couldn't uh, get gigs in New York at that time. Um, so he was flown in from his hometown. He's very busy in his hometown, of course, uh, which is Chicago. So he'd be flown in from Chicago um, on the date and um, go into the studio with the musicians that he picked out and uh, record one of his famous Jam Session albums. And uh, Bob Weinstock, who owned Prestige Records, was one of Gene Ammon's biggest supporters. And uh, unfortunately for Gene, during the, the, the 50s, um, a lot of the critics, they were down on a lot of great saxophone players because the, the standard at the time was more smooth tone players like Zoot Sims or Stan Getz, um, that kind of school of playing. And when Sonny Rollins came on the scene, he was put down by the critics. Uh, Coltrane was got even worse treatment uh, by the critics and <laughs> uh, because their sounds and their approach to the saxophone was so different. Gene Ammons uh, was dismissed because um, he had that big kind of... Uh, Really, um, he was influenced, of course, by Lester Young and Ben Webster. He was kind of a his sound was a combination of both those men, uh, Lester more in his phrasing and 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 Ben Webster more in his sound. But uh, that kind of big sounding tenor was not uh, the critics didn't seem to like it, and uh, Gene was uh, often criticized or dismissed. And uh, sad to say. And, of course, Gene had uh, a little bit of um, uh, problems in the 1960s. If you go on Wikipedia, you can read his uh, uh, biography. Um, but his, the last four years of his life, from 1970 to 1974, suddenly the critics came around and recognized Gene as being one of the great voices of the tenor saxophone. Musicians um, were never wrong. Because people like Sonny Rollins and Coltrane and Sonny Stitt and all these, and Stan Getz and and, and all the other saxophone players loved Gene Ammons and, and always praised him. Um, and, but it took a long time for the uh, um, influential critics to come around to Gene's style of playing. They finally did. Uh, sad to say Gene was only 49 when he passed away. Uh, In August of 1974, in his hometown of Chicago, he died of um, bone cancer. And we lost this uh, great voice of the tenor saxophone. Anyway, this was one of uh, Gene's happy moments, and we heard the happy blues. And we hope you enjoyed our final jazz feature for 2019. And there it is. It was issued first on Prestige Records. Gene Ammons. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9 or, of course, uh, on your trusty computer, www.citr.ca. And we'll be right back with some more music. As a matter of fact, we're going to pay tribute to one of the great musicians who uh, in jazz history, trumpeter Jack Sheldon and uh, Jack passed away just a couple of days ago, December 27th in Los Angeles. He was 88 years old and had a long and wonderful life. I'll tell you more about Jack in a, in a few moments. Passing Transum- Transum-
0: animals and, and pets, the pets the baby one, nursery, one, clothing and footwear, do it yourself, gardening, health, haze,
2: so what's it just, just left to do? It's left to drop very Sunday fast indeed, because uh, otherwise it not really deal, so it's not going to come out at all, and then uh, when we put the base back to the 7, normal position, it's going to
0: come out reasonably, again <sighs> <reasonable sighs> no, only uh, at the same speed. <gasps> One-three-thousand-one-hours so on 000, the Marne-brick-10. Although it's really elongated at times where their have
1: got to 7-1-Charger 7-E-S-E-V-A-Engine, slapstick, slapstick, garbage, rubbish, that's a cramp. Nondescript words outside plus cigars, grabbers plus bus, jack, stereo, unit, mint condition, 1495. Medic. BELL
0: On Friday, January 17th, CITR 101.9 FM presents our annual 24 Hours of Radio Art Programming, featuring innovative approaches to music and sound. It's a full day of spoken word, drone, field recordings, sound collage, thunderphonics, robocalls, voicemail fails, sound art, and noise. CITR's 24 Hours of Radio Art, January 17th. Listen live or online at citr.ca. Join us Friday, January 10th at the Astoria for Blonde Diamond's 4 a.m. Eternal single and music video release show. Also featuring Phono Pony and Devourers. Presented by Happy Hour. Tickets on sale now at ShowPass.com and at the door.
1: the new year and the new decade we've got some we got some weather for you. <laughs> it's very typical of this time of year. Um, lots of snow in the mountains and where we want it actually, uh, we don't really need it in in the city because Vancouver just turns into a, a huge panic-stricken place and uh, we're just going to have lots of rain. Tonight Rain, sometimes heavy, down to about a temperate plus seven. Uh, tomorrow, same forecast. Rain, sometimes very heavy, little change in temperature, um, no variation really. Temperatures between seven and eight degrees. Uh, Wednesday is going to be actually probably the nicest day. That's New Year's Day and uh, that's going to be a mix of sun and cloud with a 40% chance of a shower uh, with a low of 8 and a high of 10. So that's almost tropical for the polar bear swim. <laughs> um, I guess uh, the polar bear swim, well, is uh, the, the water will be a little warmer this year. So there you go. Not a deep freeze, but, um, you know, that's not my bag, but uh, whatever. Uh, There's going to be thousands of people down there, of course. Um, And uh, that's the forecast for Wednesday. A mix of sun and cloud, 40% chance of a shower, temperatures between 8 and 10. Thursday, back to rain, solid rain, low of 5, high of 6. Friday is cloudy with a 60% chance of a shower with a low of 3 and a high of 7, getting a little cooler in the evening. Saturday is going to be Uh, Showers once again with a low of 2 and a high of 6. Sunday back to rain with a low of 2 and a high of 5. So that is the weather for the week. That's what we can expect. So there you be. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkameenam-speaking Musqueam people.
1: We're going to pay tribute to a great musician who suddenly departed. He was really, really well loved by so many people. He was funny. He's a great comedian, uh, a natural uh, uh, comedian, and of course uh, um, was a very, very talented, multi-talented man. He was born in Florida. Uh, Jack Sheldon was born November 30th, 1931, in Jacksonville, Florida. And he uh, attended Cranbrook School in Detroit on a swimming scholarship. And um, he discovered trumpet about, uh, t- when he was 12 years old. And about a year later, he got his first job as a swimming teacher. And, of course, he was, um, over the years, uh, of course, he, he taught swimming. And uh, he was uh, very, very athletic. Um, Sheldon, of course, um, eventually he studied um, for a couple of years at Los Angeles City College, uh, served a hitch in the Air Force Band, uh, developed his chops there, his reading skills and all this kind of stuff. In 1957, he landed uh, a job as a trumpet player with the great Stan Kenton Orchestra. And of course, he was a part of the Los Angeles uh, small group scene. And of course, he... Um, over the years, performed with Benny Goodman, Les Brown, Woody Herman, um, Shelley Mann, Henry Mancini. He played with singers like Mel Torme, Peggy Lee, Julie London, Lena Horne. Um, he uh, also um, was actually a good singer. Um, and he, he uh, as I said, he was an amazing sort of an ad-lib uh, uh, comedian as well. He was also... A good actor, and uh, he starred in his own um, t v show called run buddy run and we 're going to hear some music from that a little later on there's a lot of recordings by Jack Sheldon um, with such people as art pepper um, a wonderful recording that Art Pepper did called Art Pepper Returns, uh, which was done back in the mid fifties with uh, with jack on on trumpet and he he recorded several albums with uh Um, with Art Pepper, recorded uh, another one later on um, called Smack Up, which was a a wonderful album. Sheldon recorded with a lot of people. He was with a very important band uh, led by bassist Curtis Counts. And there's a lot of recordings by that band. And that band had uh, Harold Land, uh, the legendary pianist Carl Perkins. No, not the singer, the pianist. And um, Curtis Counts on bass and uh, Frank Butler on drums and of course Sheldon on trumpet. He really got on the jazz map with uh, with that band. But we're going to go back to a uh, a rather obscure session done in the um, mid 50s with Jack on trumpet and the legendary Texas tenor saxophone player who also plays the flute, James Clay, and Bobby Timmons was living for a brief time in Los Angeles, great piano player from Philadelphia, went on to play with Art Blakey's Jazz Messengers. Bobby Timmons is on piano. Jimmy Bond is on bass, who was a big part of the West Coast scene at the time, even though he was from, uh, I believe, uh, Philadelphia. And on drums, the great Lawrence Marable, one of the better um, swinging drummers uh, that was based in Los Angeles, So we're going to hear a few tunes from this recording session, beginning with one that Jack Sheldon is actually recorded at um, a Hollywood jazz club called The Crescendo. Um, They recorded there because the acoustics were good, but um, this was after hours. There was no audience, and they set up recording equipment and made this album. And uh, we're going to open with Jack Sheldon's composition called The Crescendo Blues. And uh, then another Sheldon composition that features James Clay on the flute. The tune is called Huh? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) H-U-H! Exclamation point. And then we're going to hear a version of uh, Autumn Leaves. And uh, then we're going to hear a Thelonious Monk composition, uh, one of his more famous tunes called Well You Needn't. And then finally a tune, uh, a self-titled tune written by Bobby Timmons called B.T., so here then, on tenor saxophone and flute, James Clay, on piano, Bobby Timmons, on bass, Jimmy Bond, on drums, Lawrence Marable, and on trumpet, the fabulous Jack Sheldon. I've got to interject, (laughs) which I didn't uh, intend to do because I omitted someone very important on this uh, date, and that was alto saxophonist Frank Morgan, and we paid tribute to Frank last week, but he is also on this uh, uh, incredible recording that we're uh, listening to right now, rare recording. And we just finished listening to Jack Sheldon's composition called The Crescendo Blues. And uh, that featured, of course, the band. And the band, once again, is uh, Frank Morgan, who I left out. How could I do that? Poor old Frank. Well, he's, he's gone. He'll, I'm sure he'd forgive me, but he probably kicked me in the butt uh, for forgetting him. Um, Jack Sheldon, of course, on trumpet. James Clay on tenor saxophone. And we're also going to hear him on flute. Bobby Timmons at the piano, Jimmy Bond on bass, and Lawrence Marable on drums. And we're going to continue now with um, the next tune, which is a Sheldon composition called Huh? We're paying tribute to the great trumpeter, Jack Sheldon, who was a major voice on this uh, set of very rare recordings done in Los Angeles in the mid-50s, and featuring Jack on trumpet, along with the great Frank Morgan on alto saxophone, who I forgot to mention in my um, (laughs) initial introduction, James Clay on tenor saxophone, and on one track, on flute, and on piano, Bobby Timmons, on bass, Jimmy Bond, and on drums, Lawrence Marable. And uh, all of this was recorded uh, August eleventh, nineteen 1956, at the uh, Crescendo Nightclub, which was on Sunset Strip in Hollywood. It's a jazz club, and um, they rec- um, Because of the acoustics in the place, they decided to record um, these tracks in there after the audience and staff and everybody went home. And uh, the musicians just uh, played the tunes and uh, committed them to, uh, to tape. And that's what we heard. We opened with um, Crescendo Blues, written by Jack Sheldon. We followed with another Sheldon composition called Huh?, And then a version actually ostensibly featuring Frank Morgan on alto saxophone. And um, that was a version of the great tune Autumn Leaves. And then uh, a version a little bit strange. I don't know whether Monk would like this or not, Um, but they played his famous tune, Well, You Needn't. And uh, they did change a few notes in it. Uh, and so on Monk, uh, I'm not sure how he would have reacted. But the performance was just fine uh, on this one, even though it was a little different. We, so we heard, Well, You Needn't. And then the final um, piece of music was written by Bobby Timmons. And uh, it was a bit of a finger buster, but uh, the band just cooked on it. And that was called B.T. So... A wonderful set, rare set of tunes uh, dedicated to the memory of the great Jack Sheldon, who passed away December 27th, just a few days ago. He was 88 years old. As I mentioned before, he was born November 30th, 1931, in Jacksonville, Florida. He was an athlete, a great swimmer, an actor, um, a comedian, a singer, um, did all this kind of stuff and played magnificent trumpet, immediately, as soon as you heard Jack Sheldon, you knew it was Jack Sheldon. And um, wonderful musician, just loved by everybody. Just a, a great guy. Loved a party and a good time and just, uh, when called upon, um, could really play. We're going to now turn to an album called play buddy play and that's a play on words because jack sheldon was also an actor and he uh starred in a tv series called run buddy run and some music connected with that series we're going to hear um a group of tunes that uh um, were arranged by jack sheldon featuring his trumpet and the band that he put together, and uh, some of the tunes that were associated with that TV series. We're going to hear full instrumental versions of those tunes. The band includes, of course, Jack Sheldon on trumpet, who we're paying tribute to, but the other trumpet player is one of Jack Sheldon's best friends and close buddies, none other than Chet Baker. Art Pepper is on alto saxophone here, as well as Herb Geller, both great players, on tenor saxophone, Harold Land, on valve trombone, Stu Williamson, on piano, Paul Moore, on bass, Buddy Clark, and on drums, Mel Lewis. And, of course, all these musicians were all based in Los Angeles at the time. And this was recorded in August of 1957 in L.A., The tunes we're going to hear, we open with one called Anyhow, written by pianist Paul Moore, Um, then one written by Bobby Troop, dedicated to his wife, Julie London, and it's called Julie is Her Name, and then another tune by Paul Moore called A Plum, and then we're going to hear a great tune written by saxophonist Teddy Edwards, uh, probably his most famous composition, Sunset Eyes. And the final tune is, once again, another one by Paul Moore called J.S., standing for Jack Sheldon. There you go. So these four tunes we are going to hear right now. Five tunes.
0: We'll Bye.
1: We've been doing a tribute to the great, late, very talented trumpeter, Jack Sheldon, and uh, this is from an album called Play, Buddy, Play, and it uh, features music that was featured on Jack's um, TV series, where he starred as an actor, um, and it was called Run, Buddy, Run, <laughs> and. Uh, all of this music is um, associated with that TV series. And, of course, uh, that showed the the multi-talents of Jack Sheldon, of course, magnificent trumpet player, as we've been experiencing. Of course, he was also a wonderful actor, um, a comedian. Uh, he also was an athlete, uh, a championship um, swimmer, and... Uh, Quite a guy, um, very, very funny, and of course always welcome at uh, any, any parties with his uh, uh, peers and, and, uh, and, and cronies because uh, Jack Sheldon was, to be sure, to uh, entertain you with some funny songs that he wrote. He's a good singer as well. And, of course, Jack had a multitude, played in a multitude of great bands. Stan Canton, Benny Goodman, Les Brown, Woody Herman, Henry Mancini. uh, Toured with singers like Mel Torme, Peggy Lee, Julie London, Lena Horne. um, (laughs) Amazing musician uh, with a long and outstanding career. He passed away December 27th. He was 88 years old, led a very, very good life. What we just heard was recorded in Los Angeles in 1957, and uh, Jack did the bulk of the arrangements on here, and uh, a really great little band. Jack uh, Sheldon on trumpet, along with Chet Baker, who was one of his best friends, playing second trumpet. Uh, we heard Art Pepper on alto saxophone, Herb Geller on second alto, um, Harold Land on tenor saxophone, uh, Stu Williamson on valve trombone, Paul Moore on piano, who did some of the arrangements, Buddy Clark on bass, and the great Mel Lewis on drums. And we heard uh, five tunes. Um, The first one was called Anyhow, and it was written by Paul Moore, and it featured a solo by Art Pepper on that, along with Jack, of course, who soloed on every tune. Uh, The next tune was written by Bobby Troop, who was the pianist, uh, composer, singer, Uh, husband of Julie London, and he wrote a tune dedicated to her, called it simply Julie is Her Name, and uh, Jack Sheldon was the soloist on that. Then we heard another Paul Moore composition called A Plum, and that featured solos by Paul on piano, Herb Geller on alto saxophone, and a little bit of Chet Baker, just a very short uh, few bars of uh, Chet uh, soloing, and um, Also, uh, of course, Jack Sheldon uh, playing the bulk of the uh, trumpet solo on A Plum. Then we heard a great uh, version of um, Sunset Eyes by Teddy Edwards. And of course, Jack soloed on that, along with tenor saxophonist Harold Land. Then the final tune, written by Paul Moore, uh, based on the I Got Rhythm chord pattern called J.S., and, of course, dedicated to Jack Sheldon, J.S., and that heard solos by um, all the horn players in the band, beginning with Art Pepper on alto saxophone, Stu Williamson on valve trombone, Harold Land on tenor saxophone, Herb Geller on alto saxophone, and, of course, Jack Sheldon on trumpet. So I hope you enjoyed these uh, two rather rare recordings of, of Jack. He did record prolifically with different bands. And, of course, we'll hear more of his music uh, down the road into uh, the new year and the new decade. He's a uh, great musician, um, immediately recognizable trumpet style uh, that he had. And uh, a very, very talented man. All right. That's what our tribute has been to jack sheldon you are listening to the jazz show on citr fm 101.9 this is our last show of course until the new decade and of course we'll be back next week but um and of course it'll be the next year the next decade holy smoke let's hope it's better than this one um Actually, a lot of good things happened in this decade, Um, but this year has been a little turbulent, and uh, maybe we can have a little more uh, reasoned discussion and um, a little more give and take rather than uh, opposition and uh, all that kind of stuff. Let's hope, anyway. um, We're also... Heard, of course, on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker, and this is The Jazz Show. I'd just like to mention two great websites before we carry on with some more music. Uh, Two wonderful sites to check out. The scene here, especially in, in Vancouver, is the website of the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society. They have the schedule at Frankie's Jazz Club as well. And it's a very comprehensive site, and as we all know, Coastal Jazz produces concerts throughout the year. And you'll see that on their website, um, as well as Frankie's schedule. And uh, if you're into going to Frankie's and checking out the artists that are there, um, that's very easy. You can book a table, um, do all kinds of stuff on the website. It's very comprehensive. That's coastaljazz.ca. And another fine website to get on to check out the Vancouver scene has a a lot of different kinds of uh, links and different kind of information. But it is kept up to date by my old friend Brian Nation, and that's VancouverJazz.com. So that's CoastalJazz.ca, VancouverJazz.com. And I always mention Pat's Pub. Yes, every Saturday afternoon from 3 to 7 at Pat's Pub, some of our finest musicians, and one of our finest is going to be playing there with his group, and that is my good friend Tom Keenleyside, who is the most incredible flute player you ever want to hear. He's a master of that instrument, but he's also a master of all the saxophones, too, and um, just a really fine and very dynamic musician. He'll be performing at Pat's Pub this Saturday, and the music, the jazz music, is from three to seven. Of course, Pat's Pub is in the historical um, Patricia Hotel in Vancouver's downtown east side, and very comfortable. Once you're inside there, uh, the acoustics are great. The big thing about Pat's Pub on Saturday afternoon, there is no cover charge, and I'm sure we've spent a lot of shekels on. Uh, on Christmas, and Hanukkah as well, um, and uh, any other uh, gift-giving holidays that you might consider this time of year. So um, that saves some money not to have to come up with a, a cover charge and hear some fine, fine music. So that's Pat's Pub every Saturday afternoon from 3 to 7. All right, we're going to get back to music. We're going to feature, wow, Ella Fitzgerald. Ella Fitzgerald with the Count Basie Orchestra and some other folks. The first piece of music we're going to hear is, of course, a staple of Basie's band written by Vernon Duke. The tune is April in Paris, and it features the Basie band with Ella Fitzgerald. And, of course, uh, the Basie band at the time, um, in the mid-'50s, was full of jazz stars, legendary players, um, people like Joe Newman, Thad Jones uh, in the trumpet section, um, alto saxophonist Marshall Royal, the two Franks, Frank Foster, Frank West on tenor saxophones, Freddie Green on guitar, of course, Eddie Jones on bass and the great dynamic Sonny Payne on drums. So the first tune we're going to hear, as I said before, is Vernon Duke's April in Paris, sung by Ella Fitzgerald. Then the next tune with the band, she is joined by Joe Williams. And Joe's big hit for the Basie band, it really was a hit too, was Every Day I Have the Blues. And that was written by Memphis Slim, a.k.a. Peter Chapman. And we're going to hear Ella and Joe Williams together on this one. And the arrangement is by Ernie Wilkins. Then we're going to pair the band down uh, to just a few people like uh, Thad Jones and Joe Newman on trumpets, Henry Coker on trombone, Frank West on tenor saxophone, the rhythm section, of course, Freddie Green on guitar, Eddie Jones on bass, Sonny Payne on drums, and Basie on piano. And we're going to hear a thing with Ella and Joe doing the party blues. Yeah, just in time for New Year's. So that, um, that concludes the set. So the first one features Ella, the second one features Ella and Joe, and the third one features Ella and Joe. So, yes, enjoy yourself. Here's April in Paris.
2: April in Paris, chestnuts and blossoms, holiday tables under the tree. What have you done to my heart? Oh, oh, April in Paris, chestnuts and blossom, holiday tables under the tree.
3: more time. Every day, every day I have the blues. Seems to
0: get.
3: Speaking of bad luck and trouble, what? well, you know I've had my share.
2: You had
3: to share. I'm gonna pack my suitcase. Moving on down the
0: line.
2: Yeah!
3: It's, girl, yeah. it's sure to good see you. Elephant's it sure is good to see you. Cause baby girl, I love everything you do. <laughs> To do it, to do it, to do it, but don't to do, to ba, so we do, but not, no, no, ba, no, 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 ba, no, 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 no,
2: da blue papa
3: da do it do do it it be be
2: Baby you be ba 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 ba
0: ba
2: ba 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 ba
3: The bidding, 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 the bidding,
2: the bidding, the Exactly.
3: doo
1: Yeah, Ella Fitzgerald and Joe Williams together with a contingent, uh, at least on that last tune, a small contingent from the uh, Basie band. First of all, we heard April in Paris with Ella and the full band, and then we heard the full band again behind Ella and Joe Williams doing the vocal on Memphis Slim's Every Day I Have the Blues. And then we heard the small contingent as I mentioned, with uh, Thad Jones on trumpet and uh, Frank West on tenor saxophone. And, of course, that bassy rhythm section, Count on piano, Freddie Green on guitar, Uh, Eddie Jones on bass, and Sonny Payne on drums. And we heard Ella and Joe uh, do a whole bunch of stuff together on the party blues. Yeah, and uh, obviously having a wonderful time together. Ella Fitzgerald and Joe Williams doesn't really get any better than that. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9 or, of course, uh, on your trusty computer and that's CITR.ca for live streaming. My name's Gavin Walker and, of course, we all know that the next decade is the 20s. That's right, 2020. Uh, well, <laughs> our vision, yeah, Um, but, yeah, the 20s. And the 20s, a lot of people are, are sort of saying, well, yeah, the 20s. And, and uh, people are talking about Vodio Doe and flappers and, and uh, all that kind of stuff that happened, of course, in that great era um, before the Great Depression of the 20s when uh, women became more liberated. Um, culture was uh, uh, spreading throughout the world. Um, and uh, people were really opening up. It was after the First World War, and of course, uh, introducing the 20s. It wasn't great in, in a lot of countries, but it was certainly great in uh, uh, North America and, and, and Europe as well. Anyway, we're going to listen to some jazz from the 20s, and this is the, this is the cutting edge, really. This is avant-garde music from the 1920s. And who else but the great Louis Armstrong? I'm going to hear Louis on trumpet with John Thomas on trombone, Johnny Dodds on clarinet, Louis Armstrong's wife, Lil on piano, Johnny St. Cyr on banjo and guitar, Pete Briggs on tuba because uh, they couldn't record the bass back then, So um, people that, uh, you know, kept the bottom of the jazz bands played tuba. And Pete Briggs was the tuba player. And the great Baby Dodds on drums. And all of this was recorded in May of 1927. And as I mentioned before, this is the cutting edge. This is the avant-garde. This is the real deal. And this is jazz. This is Louis Armstrong and his Hot Seven. And we begin with the Wild Man Blues. Then we go to Alligator Crawl. And then one of Lewis's greatest pieces, the Potato Head Blues. And then we're going to hear one called Melancholy. And we're going to hear one called The Weary Blues. And finally, a tune called The Twelfth Street Rag. And this is Lewis Armstrong and a hot seven. Thank you. obviously they were having a lot of fun on that one. And that, of course, was the uh, the 12th Street Rag um, played <laughs> satirical style by Louis Armstrong and the Hot Seven. Anyway, we heard a whole bunch of tunes. Uh, we brought back, well, uh, we didn't bring back. We're almost in the 20s. And I thought we'd, we'd give you a little taste of the 20s. And this stuff, as I said, was cutting edge. Um, in, in uh, 1927, uh, this was like the avant-garde and, of course, magnificent-sounding uh, um, trumpet of Louis Armstrong, um, unbelievable, with his hot seven, and, and the rest of the guys in the band were no slouches either. Um, Louis, of course, on trumpet, uh, John Thomas on trombone, Johnny Dodds on clarinet, and Louis's wife, Lillian Armstrong on piano, Johnny St. Cyr on the banjo and the guitar, and Pete Briggs on the tuba, and the great Baby Dodds on drums. We heard a whole bunch of tunes by the Hot Seven, beginning with the Wild Man Blues, then we went to the Alligator Crawl, and then we heard the Magnificent Potato Head Blues, and then one called Melancholy, and then we heard the Weary Blues, And the final tune, of course, was that uh, satirical rendition of the 12th Street Rag. Louis Armstrong and his Hot 7. We're really going to change the pace now. This is um, a fairly impressionistic piece of music that I've always liked by Herbie Mann. And he is, of course, on flute here with uh, Roy Ayers on vibes and piano, Sonny Chirac on guitar, Ron Carter on bass, Bruno Carr, my old buddy, on drums, and a string section, a couple of violins and a viola and a cello. And we're going to hear two pieces of music. One is entitled In Tangier, written by David Mills and arranged by Herbie Mann and followed by Paradise Beach, written by Herbie Mann. And as I mentioned before, um, these two pieces are put together. They're they're segued together, and it's kind of an impressionistic uh, piece of music, and uh, quite beautiful. I've always enjoyed it. Then we're going to hear two pieces of music following that, with Hubert Laws on flute, one of the great flute players, Chick Corea on piano, and we're going to hear Ron Carter once again on bass, Grady Tate on drums, and a composition by Chick Corea entitled Windows. And then after that, We're going to hear a beautiful piece of music called Trio for Flute, Bassoon, and Piano, written by Chick Corea, featuring Hubert Laws once again on flute, Carl Porter on bassoon, and Chick Corea on piano. hope you enjoy this um, segment featuring uh, the flute as the prominent instrument. And we begin with Herbie Mann and Company.
0: Thank you. Thank you. you
1: Thank you. We heard three pieces of music actually featuring the flute as the lead instrument. And the first one was by the great Herbie Mann. And we heard Herbie Mann on flute with Roy Ayers on vibes and piano, Sonny Chirac on guitar, uh, Ron Carter on bass, Bruno Carr on drums, and a small string section. And we heard uh, two pieces that were segued together. Um, David Mills' In Tangier, followed by Herbie Mann's Paradise Beach. A very impressionistic uh, music by Herbie Mann. Then we moved to another great uh, um, flute virtuoso, H- Hubert Laws. And we heard Hubert with uh, Chick on piano, Ron Carter on bass, and Grady Tate on drums doing one of Chick most, um, I think, often played compositions. And um, everybody loved this piece of music. Stan Getz did a wonderful recording of it as well. Uh, And of course, the piece of music was called Windows. And the final piece was Hubert Laws once again with Carl Porter on bassoon and Chick Corea on piano playing um, a piece of music composed by Chick, entitled Trio for Flute, Bassoon, and Piano. And that's exactly what it was. And so ends this decade of the jazz show on CITR. Next one will be next year and the beginning of next decade. So I wish each and every one of you out there A very happy new year and hopefully next year there'll be some definite improvements in how we deal with one another and basically a little more love of one another would really go a long way to settle a lot of scores. So that's it. Thank you very much on behalf of The Jazz Show, myself, Gavin Walker, and radio station CITR, FM 101.9, or, of course, on your computer for live streaming, www.citr.ca. And we'll see you, hey, we'll see you next year. Take care. Bye-bye.
0: body